You have now tuned in to the Comic Section Network. When a vintage jack-in-the-box is unearthed and donated to a museum in the heart of the woods, it's not long before a staff member realizes that the creepy clown doll inside has a life of its own and that his colleagues are dying one by one. There's evidence that suggests that jack-in-the-boxes were originally built in France to contain evil entities. Welcome to the Prime Cuts Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Hank Holder, alongside... Holly Griffin, alongside sweet little birthday girl, Marley the dog girl. Um, She's laying here by my feet, and I'm just giving her little sweet scratches. Everybody say happy birthday! Happy birthday! Nine. Nine years old. Yeah, sweet oh, girl. Sweet, sweet baby. She's still a babe. Always. She'll always be our baby. So on Prime Cuts, we spring through the terrifying tour box we call the Amazon Prime catalog of genre films. Out of all the streaming platforms, none have the selection of small, lesser-known horror films than Amazon Prime. And here on Prime Cuts Horror, we dig into that catalog, where we often find strange relics that may be better off lost. Now, we're aware that streaming services frequently change their content, so while we can't promise that each episode's films will stay on Prime indefinitely, we're going to do our best to choose movies that we feel have found their forever home, where they will be left on an eternal display in this morbid, monstrous museum. Without further ado, let's take a look at this week's selection. 2020's The Jack in the Box. Okay, okay. Honestly, I did not get this movie. What is there not to get, Hank? This was the most straightforward plot we've watched in a really long time. Well, okay. I I mean, I get it. I guess I just don't get why this was even a movie. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, I mean, it had a good trailer. You know, it had uh, a solid... One minute and 30 seconds worth of material, and... That was it. Yeah, but <laughs> the damn thing was 90 minutes, so I don't know. Anyway, the movie opens with a man finding this giant golden box sort of hidden in the ground. He's searching with a metal detector, and he's thinking, Oh, I hit the jackpot. Uh, let me take this home to my wife. She'll be really proud of me. Yeah, if you ever brought something like that home, Hank, that you just happened to find, I'd kill you before it had the chance. Okay, that seems like a bit of a strong response. Yep, just saying. It's just a pretty gold box. I mean... (laughs) He didn't know. Yeah. So this husband goes upstairs. He leaves the wife to gaze in wonderment at the giant jack in the box. Now, this might be the best part of the movie. Five minutes in and it's the best part? Well, yeah. I felt a real connection between this woman and this (laughs) box. Okay. I mean, plus, I I really wasn't aware of how utterly fucking boring this movie was going to be at this point. So I still had a little hope. Okay, true, true, true. So this creepy Jack doll, which the the crew did a fantastic job on this doll. It looks great. I guess I would... It's kind of like if Annabelle had a sex change. Hmm. It's like, yeah, the Annabelle doll maybe decided to be a, a clown, but... I don't know. So the Jack doll disappears back into his box, and the wife runs over, and she's like, Oh no, where did you go, my dear? And a look of total despair just washes over her face as a giant hoof. A hoof? um, No, I guess it's not a hoof. It's kind of like a hoof. I guess it's like a talon. talon, yeah. It's got the three It's sharp and scary, so talon. It comes like, and it clanks on the side of the box. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 
Sorry, I was just wondering how they made the Jack turn into the demon. Like, are we to assume that the Jack turns into the demon or that both of them are in there? I think I think both of them are in there. I mean, the 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 doll Jack is not literally transforming into what we see later to be the uh like basketball player size Jack. <laughs> yeah. So I think the, the the little cutie, scary, frightening yeah, toy I Jack. Say cutie. He goes back into the box and then bada bing, bada boom, it opens up oh. and then the the real Jack comes out. Okay, so they're both in there. Well, I mean, yeah, the the things that he can fit in there, I guess, is probably like infinite. It's an infinite infinite box. box anyway, of horror. Okay, so flash forward to twelve years later, you see a boy. I mean, mm-hmm. a man. A boy, man, man, boy. boy. Yeah, <laughs> he okay. looks very young. He's entering into a tall brick building. We find out as a museum. All right. So his name is Casey. Oh yeah. I mean, I would guess he's in his mid twenties, but I'm, uh, he definitely yeah, does guess. look like the kind of guy who will probably be playing high schoolers well into his mid thirties. Absolutely. He'll be in High School Musical six or whatever. <laughs> But uh, anyway, this building is actually a pretty cool location. It's the Abington Park Museum in the UK. Uh, It was once owned by William Shakespeare's granddaughter and somehow later became a mental, like like an asylum. I mean, at least that's what the IMDb trivia says. And I mean, I think that's the most (laughs) reliable source of information on the internet. So I do believe it. That is cool. And the movie had good things going for it. We really need to figure out what made it fall so flat. I mean, it didn't fall flat. It is flat. It stays flat. And it ends (laughs) flat. It's one big, fat, flat line. Okay. Right. So... Anyway, Manboy Casey is walking around this very dead museum until he finally stumbles upon another employee, Lisa, a very boring small town girl who likes it that way, damn it. Yeah, yeah. So Casey tells Lisa he was expecting Rachel, the manager, but Lisa says that, well, you won't see her much. She only comes around for the hiring and the firing, and she's pretty trigger happy, so don't fall asleep on the shift in case she does pop in. Wait, that makes no sense. Uh, Well, fucking take it up with Lisa, damn it. I'm just repeating what I heard. Okay, so Casey and Lisa, they, they hit it off pretty good, right? They chat for a bit about working at the museum, and then they make their way into the storage room. Uh-huh. It's a room filled with antiques and art and junk that hasn't made the cut over the years. How did that fucking jack-in-the-box not make the cut when it came in? Because Rachel said, oh no, that shit's too creepy. Yeah, Rachel. <laughs> anyway, so Casey's kind of digging through the junk and immediately finds an original James Harling book flexing his sweet curator knowledge from the U.S. Oh yeah, I forgot he's from the U.S. because his British accent is not hidden very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I looked up James Harling because I'd never heard of this guy, uh-huh. and I could not find shit. There is a James Harling who wrote a book of poems in 1996, so I kind of guess that's what he's talking about. I think it's probably just like actually in the story a book that maybe Rachel's nephew wrote. And <laughs> Lisa just isn't calling Casey out on his bullshit because she's nice and probably. they just met. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Thanks. Anyway, so <laughs> Lisa hearing he's come from the U.S. asked him why he's decided to move over here. And Casey goes on and on about the rich history and architecture, but most of all, it's it's a new scenery and a fresh start. And the way this is shot, the look on both their faces, it, it makes it instantly pretty much, uh, you can tell that Casey has something going on in his past. He's hiding from something. He's running from something. Yeah, but then it just quickly goes to like a cute little like montage-like scene. They're like all playing with the artifacts and packing stuff up and giggling. It's oh, fun. It's cute. Yeah, it's cute. With some little flirtiness going Until... on. Until... Until Casey stumbles upon the fucking Jack in the box. (laughs) Yes. Then intrigue fills Boy Wonder's little face and we zoom into this interesting box. Casey immediately picks it up 
he calls over Lisa, who tells him to open the motherfucker. Wait, Lisa's the one who said to open it? Yes. But then Casey says, oh, well, it's locked. So the two look around the box for a way to open it, even though there's clearly like a combination lock on top of the box. But Casey just touches one of the letters on top of it. And then the whole thing starts to move itself. There's four letters and their combination starts to move and it spells out the name Jack. Oh, no. Yeah. So, and then the handle pops out of the side of the box. Yeah. The two now realize that it's the Jack in the Box. (laughs) Then they decide to open it. And then the camera pans. The music gets real dark and spooky. And man boy Casey starts to sweat. And pop! (laughs) Out comes a scary Jack doll, making the two jump back and have a good old laugh. Have a good laugh, but not for long. No, because this thing is creepy AF. Yeah. So while Lisa's mortified and and she decides to immediately call David the uh, expert. Expert. He's just an expert. Casey's insisting that this must go out into the kids area of the museum. His first day at this job, and he is pretty demanding, huh? Yeah. But, okay, serious question, though, Hank. Serious? Serious. Yeah. Would you let our children play with something that looks like this jackdaw? Okay, would I? Uh, probably. Damn it, I knew you were going to say that. But, I mean, come on, this thing, would children in 2020X want to play with this thing? <laughs> probably fucking not. There's a lot better toys out there at this point. Oh, yeah, right. So, don't put this on me. Okay, fine. All right. So, anyway, we, we cut to nighttime, and we see that two burglars are attempting to break in and take all of the museum's precious artifacts. That's so sense. What are they going to do with them? What are uh, they going to do with the items? I mean, What big I, items are they going to take? I don't know. Someone had to be the first victim. Oh, right, 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 right. So one of these robbers finds the Jack, and after making fun of him, they're calling him ugly, pointing out his big red nose. He decides the Jack is coming with him. He goes to grab the box, and it slams down. The lid slams down on his hand. And the robber jumps back. He's in pain. Ah! And the Jack's box starts singing. The box opens and out comes the, the hooks. The, the talons. The talons. Yes, just the talons. You don't actually see the Jack come to life for this kill. Or when he kills the other robber. <laughs> Wait. We haven't seen him at all yet, have Yeah, we? we haven't seen this fucking jack-in-the-box dude in all of his glory at all yet during this movie before yeah how confused are you the fucking wait i'm the one that's supposed to know this movie you're the one yeah i didn't didn't even fucking pay attention i'm pretty sure i slept through half of it but the the box closes okay fine yeah it's the doll it closes it somebody comes around it opens back up the monster comes out. We see that the first two killings are the talons going into the heads of each of the robbers. But not very great kills, but whatever. There's victims. And uh, then we get a cut to the American-style diner where Casey and Lisa are sharing a good old soda pop. And they're listening to some uh, American doo-wop music. <laughs> Uh, Lisa thinks that the pancakes are to die for and feels confident that this place will make Casey feel right at home. Not quite sure why she even cares to make him feel right at home. Like, he was very adamant earlier about wanting to run away, get away from the U.S. Yeah, well, I don't know. They're just being, they're being nice at first, but, uh, Lisa then talks about how this is all she's ever known. She's never gonna go to the U.S. She has a fear of flying, you know. Oh, so she brought him here to live, like, vicariously through him. Yes, yes. Tell me everything about the old U.S. of A. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, the the two are talking, and Casey opens up about how he hasn't been sleeping well in the last six months, which I think was the entire point of that whole scene, because then we cut to 3.40 a.m., and Casey is in his bed. He's picturing a woman yelling, please pick up, Casey, please pick up. And she's running from a hooded assailant who ends up catching up to the woman, which causes Casey to jump up in his bed in a fright, all sweaty, looking at a picture next to his bed, which turns out to be of that woman. Yeah, and then hard jump next morning, 
Casey walks into the museum and notices the door is open and there's a mess all over the floor. He calls Lisa. He is trying to find out how to check the video surveillance footage uh, and learns that it has been broken for years. And you know whose fault it is, Hank? Whose? Rachel's. Ah. Rachel's fault. Strike one, Rachel. (sighs) Actually, it should be strike two. Anyway. Well, we'll officially count it as strike one. No, strike two. In walks Dave, the expert, who feels sure that this box was built in the mid to late Victorian era. And while he has no question really on the authenticity of the box and thinks that the dark origins that suggest that the jack in the box was created to contain evil entities. Well, he he thinks that's fucking garbage. Rubbish. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so Casey then asks if he knows anybody who can tell him more about the legend, and Dave points him in the direction of a man named Maurice, who is the basically only well-known figure around in the field of toy demonology, (laughs) if you can even call that a field. So now I think some time has gone by, right? Or is that all the same day and he has fallen asleep on the job literally the second day he's been working? Yeah. (laughs) A lot's happened in his first two days, I guess. Yeah, fucking tell me about it. (laughs) So, I mean, this is when we finally get to see the demon in action. So, a nice, normal-looking woman. Hank, don't tell people I was making fun of her face. (sighs) Nope, pretty sure you just told on yourself. But <laughs> So this woman is walking around the museum when the lights go off. And she starts to panic. The ta- Oops. talons. There's talons. <laughs> the talons come out. This lady screams. And Casey wakes up from napping on the job. And then flash back to the woman. The jack is now holding her by the throat and sort of like giving her a good old sniff. Yeah. go... I'm like, you obviously my did nose not is, breathe. My nose is stuffed up as fuck. Oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, I guess whatever he smelled wasn't good enough because he <laughs> slits her throat. And then we see that the number on the jack, not the number on the jack, the number on the box of the jack. <laughs> the jack and the box. The box, box of the jack and the box. It, it turns from the number two to the number three. Yes, because after every kill, we see the number on the box move. Yes. And now that we finally get to see this monster, let's talk about it. Hank, this costume is sick. Yes. It's like a perfect rendition of a creepy demon clown. Gnarly. And while I have never seen anything that looks like this before, Uh but that nose and mouth shape, though... Uh Honestly, it reminds me of that Cat in the Hat live action movie. <laughs> the Mike Myers one. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Now and, that you say that, I can see it. And like the Grinch. Yeah. And like the Who's the New Bill. Okay. It De- all, yes. Definitely Dr. Seuss inspired. Okay. So I got super curious uh-huh. and I tried to look it up to see who made the costume. Yeah. But yeah, I suck at research. I gave it like a good solid like six minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, find it. Found nothing. <laughs> I have no idea okay. who it was in that suit, much well, less who made it. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> hey, okay. We... So sorry. No, go ahead. If anybody can find out who made this costume, you could email us at primecutshorror at gmail.com. Yes. Or you can find us on Instagram at primecutshorror, and then you could DM me, and you could make fun of how I snorted earlier, (laughs) and then tell me who made this costume, please. And thank you. All right. So we are back at the third kill. Third kill. All right. Casey looks around sleepily for a while, and he doesn't see anything. He's just sort of like, you know, what if, man? (laughs) I guess I didn't hear a scream. And the movie cuts back to him. Lying awake at night. Again. Again. So he gets up and he takes some pills and he sheds one lone tear. One lone tear. Oh, he was so so sad. Okay, can I just say that this movie is only at the 30 minute mark at this point? 
Jesus. That's it. This movie feels like it's dragging so bad. This is where it just started to go so wrong. It's so slow. It's so quiet. And it's so, like, nuanced. But not even in an interesting way. I don't think nuanced. It's not nuanced. Yeah, huh? Like, the scenes, right? They they hold so much of the atmosphere in the surroundings. Like, you hear the birds chirping, right? You, you see, like, all this little stuff, but it's also boring. <laughs> nuance doesn't mean boring just because you're not I seeing stuff. I thought nuance stuff. just means, like, there's a lot going on. Like, it's... I don't think there like was. Small... Okay, fine. I think you all were right. just so bored that you were looking at everything in the, <laughs> the frame. You're like, oh, the trees are blowing. I guess that... I do love trees, that, that... All right, all right. All so right. that... Nuance is not the right word. I take it back. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's the next morning... Casey's walking to work when he sees a missing persons ad of that lady who had been killed. (laughs) I mean, literally the day before. And then we get a flashback where we see a a brief shot of that kill we just saw. There's also pictures of the first two men killed by the Jack, but apparently we don't need flashbacks of those kills (laughs) that happened earlier in the movie. Not as important. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so he gets straight back to work and he starts searching for this demonologist, Maurice, who has a section on his website dedicated to the the jack-in-the-box. Yes, this is where we learn everything we need to know about the, uh, the jack, uh, jacks. The jackestamora? Yes, yes, that, I think. So now we understand why the numbers are moving after every kill. Yes, and... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ed. This is now an improv show. So you can tell in his voice here that he still doesn't believe in what he's reading. But that changes pretty quickly when that jackdaw turns and looks right at him. That's like the scariest thing in this entire movie. You know why? Uh, why? <laughs> because we meet Rachel. No! Dun dun dun. <sighs> She's not that bad. Nope. She's mean to him about locking the door whenever it totally wasn't him. So strike two. Okay. Or three. I said two earlier. So strike three. She's out. This bitch is out. She's out. out. All right. Whatever. (laughs) So basically, Rachel tells Casey to move the Jack in the Box out of the storage room and into his new display in the toy room, right? Yes, where he can do his real damage. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's now in this new location and has apparently just sort of laid dormant for the day. He's full for now. It's now closing time on Friday evening and the cleaning lady is starting in his exhibit while Casey's closing up and about to leave. Yeah, and she's looking at that thing like, ooh, you creepy boy, and looks away for like one second. One second, and then... We find out that this Jack is truly magical and can teleport his box to anywhere in the building. He can sort of turn off all the lights. He can shut and hold closed all the doors, you know, all at once. What what talent, like true talent. And when the innocent cleaning lady tries to run past his box, he could just pop open and snap her neck in one fail swoop. Then, of course, the box moves from three So the next morning, Lisa's back to work and walks in on Casey, playing that voicemail from his ex-girlfriend when she died out loud. Lisa listens in and Casey finally completely opens up about what happened the night of that phone call. Uh, You know, it was the phone call that ended his engagement and made him want to escape his old life. Casey saw his fiance call while he was laid in bed and he chose to ignore that call, leaving him with this voicemail that will haunt him for the rest of his life. As it should. Um, so this, of course, makes Lisa give manboy Casey a big old hug. Mm. I would not have hugged him for this, just saying. Anyway, but that hug was abruptly ended by a knock at the door because a detective has arrived to investigate the disappearance of Mandy, the cleaning lady. Mandy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, of course, this detective takes Casey into the room for questioning and tells him Mandy is the fourth person who has gone missing in the last week. And yeah. he asks Casey a few questions leading up to, has anything out of the ordinary happened lately? 
Which both of us are like, at least tell him about the break-in, you dumb dumb. You ding-dong. <laughs> We're both yelling but at the TV. But he doesn't, Casey doesn't, making him look super, super sus. Sus, hey, you're catching on. Did you finally hear someone say sus? <sighs> no, it's just you. I swear, you're online more than me. It's so weird that you haven't heard that. The detective goes to leave, and Casey asks him one more question. He asks, is any of the cases he's worked on has ended up being linked to paranormal activity. And the detective looks at him like he's a loony bin. He's he is he's not just a loony in a bin, he is the entire loony bin. The entire bin. loony bin. Okay, and I actually wrote down what he said. Okay. Okay. He says murder sp- suspects have told me insane crazy tales all about witches and demons. But the funny thing is they all have one thing in common. These suspects always portray themselves as the victims. I learned early on that the crazier these tales are, the more the suspect is trying to bury the truth in the sand. If someone disappears off the face of the earth, there's always a logical explanation and someone behind it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to write that down. But that's exactly what he says. All right. I guess he asked to see how crazy the detective would think he is mm-hmm. if he brought up the Jack. Yeah, probably. So as soon as the detective leaves, Casey calls up the demonology specialist, Maurice. He leaves him a message, and then he sort of, like, sets up this uh, DV camera in front of the Jack, and he calls up a mysterious friend named Andy. Yeah. And he asked him to get the location of this Maurice demonology expert by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No idea who Andy is. And he didn't even give the guy a chance to call him back. Hey, this is urgent. People are dead. Okay, fair enough. So we've arrived at the part of the film that I think is supposed to feel very tense. But of course, like the rest of it, the shots are too long and slow and they just fall flat. Yes. They're not nuanced. Nope. They're just flat. Flat as fuck. Like a pancake. <laughs> yes. A USA delicious pancake. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now it is nighttime again. We've gone through another day. Casey is still at the museum and he's checking on the Jack and his camera, but the Jacks disappeared. And then we hear bang and a light bulb shatter and the Jack in the Box tune starts to play once again. We see, yeah. We see man boy Casey with a flashlight. He's searching around the museum. He's shining a light on a few creepy wax people here and there. But then he finally finds the box. The tune starts playing faster and faster and Casey's flashlight flickers in and out and boom! The jack is right on him, and he slaps Casey down with a big old me talon. That talon! It's meaty as fuck! <laughs> so it appears that Casey's passed out for the night after that punch, and when we see him again, <laughs> it's morning, and Lisa <laughs> is sitting at a table. And Casey is rushing in with a scratch on his forehead, holding the camera he set up for the night before. Small town Lisa looks really nervous can you blame her no i can't blame simply sweet small town lisa (laughs) boy looks crazy but no one ever mentions anything about the fact that his face is fucked up and it drives me nuts and it gets more fucked up and nobody says anything or asks him anything yeah all right true true okay sorry So casey attempts to show lisa this footage of the jack but of course the magic doll jack he's somehow (laughs) Fucked up the film. Yeah. I told you this Jack was talented. He's so many talents. So many talents. So many talents. <laughs> this is where we finally see Casey try to explain what he thinks is actually going on to someone else. Uh, so he tells Lisa, he thinks Mandy never left the museum. And he tells her what the antique expert David was alluding to with the creation of the box. That it was a French old magic box. And so Lisa, of course, sort of thinks that Casey is crazy and blames his lack of sleep on getting into his mind. And 
claims that Mandy wasn't even happy at home and suggested she probably ran away from her relationship. But manboy Casey does not like this. Uh-huh. And he runs to the storage room to find that tag that came with the jack-in-the-box. It lists the name and the address of the person who donated the artifact to the museum. And then he decides, after a real quick Google search, so showing the man was the suspect to his wife being murdered, to go ahead and pay him a visit. Yes. <clears throat> this was Mr. Kluver, the dude from the beginning of the film. Sit call back. It's uh, the old man. And uh, so Casey goes to his house and... It's uh, pretty junky. It's, it looks a little bit like something off Hoarders, but Casey persists. He knocks on the door, only to be immediately jumped by Mr. Cleaver, who's eager to scream, I didn't kill her, all right! Man boy Casey tells him he knows he didn't murder his wife, but old man Cleaver <clears throat> must not hear him because he continues on screaming to just get off of his lawn. Yes, Cleaver slams the door in his face, but Casey yells that, he has the box. And this prompts Cleaver to reopen the door, asking if Casey has seen the clown too. Cleaver opens the door and recounts the story he saw earlier. He's questioned his insanity after his wife's death by the jester. But in his heart, he always knew that Jack in the Box was the real culprit. Now we get flashbacks to the beginning of the movie. Cleaver talks about his metal detecting hobby and how he thought he just found a nice old-fashioned jack-in-the-box, which sort of seems like bullshit. This mm-hmm. box looks more like the lament configuration from the Hellraiser movies than any kind of kid's toy. <clears throat> Absolutely. And Cleaver somehow got a plea deal where he pled guilty to manslaughter. Yeah. We both know. I'm no lawyer. I do know. <laughs> But I don't know how they can even charge him with manslaughter when someone just disappears. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess it didn't... It had to be manslaughter, or else this dude would not be alive to tell Casey his story. He would be, at at the very least, in jail. Yeah. But Cleaver isn't actually optimistic about Casey's situation. He basically tells him he's... He's fucked and that no one will ever believe him. (laughs) Yeah. He tells Casey his best option is to just get the hell out of Dodge. But Casey loves his co-workers too much. She doesn't want to leave them behind. No. And he also gets a quick visit from his old girlfriend from beyond the fucking grave. And she doesn't want Casey to ignore these possible murders. Like, he ignored her phone call when she was murdered. Mm -hmm. Casey tries to reason with her, but she's just like... Fine, go. But I'm going to be disappointed in you. He puts the pedal to the metal and he goes back. This is the first time we've seen uh, old Casey interact with the ghost of his girlfriend. Yeah. That sort was, of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, but, so uh, random. We've, we very much quickly learned that uh, old Casey might have been a little whip. <laughs> <laughs> so he grabs the box and drives it out to a patch of grass and sets that shit on fire. And uh, when he gets back to the museum, that box, it's already fucking there waiting of for it. Of course, we knew that wasn't going to work. Nope. And Jack immediately crawls out in all his Dr. Seuss oh. glory. glory. <laughs> He's pissed. He follows Casey in, and then he punches him right in the face. Hallelujah! This movie should have had at least 15 more times where Jack just fucking knocks Casey the fuck out because that was so satisfying. But (laughs) what this shows is that Jack isn't really trying to kill Casey. Unfortunately. Yeah. So Casey just stays asleep on the floor of the museum for the rest of the night and uh, found by Lisa and Rachel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because Rachel immediately basically fires his ass. Mm. Quite appropriately. (laughs) Three strikes or not. I would say. So Casey tries to tell her that she can't fire him. He needs to keep his job so he can destroy the box. But Rachel sticks to her guns. Yeah. Casey just kind of leaves with his tail between his legs. But Lisa catches up with him to apologize that he lost his job. She just thought Rachel needed to know what was going on. She didn't think. Casey replies, no, you you didn't think. 
because he's a fucking little dick. Little dick man boy, Casey. Ooh! Luckily, Casey's mysterious contact, Andy, has found the demonologist, Maurice. So, Casey shows up at Maurice's doorstep, and Maurice is like, I didn't answer your phone calls for a reason, you little turd. <laughs> but then, lets him in anyway. Probably sensing that Casey doesn't take no for an answer. No means no, Casey. <laughs> Maurice will help him, but he's not going to give him any of his cookies. Cookies are uh, only for invited guests. I guess so. Anyway, Maurice uh, proceeds to give Casey basically a big old exposition dump about magic evil Jackson Box. Exposition diarrhea. Boom, boom, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Maurice says that Jacks are mortals. And, and uh, okay, I, I need your... I need your help with this. Again, okay. straightforward. Okay, so whoever opens the box enters a deal with the Jack. Uh-huh. And this is why we find out that the Jack can't kill Casey. Okay. But Casey also has the power to send back the Jack uh-huh. to the box world before this deal from him opening the box has been completed. Okay, so he has to trap the Jack inside the box and perform a ritual. All right, okay. you follow him? So the ritual, yeah. once a Jack's heart is weakened by the end of a blade, only the spoken word will send it back to the shadows where it was made. <laughs> okay. Also wrote that one down. Yeah. Tell. Yeah, I can't tell. <laughs> Bastita ad infernos are the words I think he has you, to say. Did you not take Latin in high school? <laughs> not at all. I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's like uh, beast the dead. <laughs> it's what's for breakfast. It's beast the dead. <laughs> This one's for breakfast. It's how you said it. Anyway, so Casey rushes out as soon as he hears what he has to do. Like, he doesn't even stay for that tea and co- the tea cookies he's not getting. He's not getting them. <laughs> anyway, so um, as he's running out, Maurice warns him that if he doesn't smush the whole Jack in the box before he says the phrase, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So he specifically mentions that it would only take maybe a, a severed claw left out of the box maybe for Jack to survive, which, you know, may be foreshadowing. Oh, also during all this, Rachel gets sucked into the box, which has like a spinny, blady mouth. Uh-huh. And it leaves a lot of blood and a foot behind, yeah. uh, which Lisa finds. Oh, no. So, ha, ha, ha. Okay. So, she got hers. So here we are, almost near the end of the movie, and this is pretty much the only actual scene where Jack stalks a victim. Yeah. He does his usual crawl out of the box, and uh, Lisa can't get out of the museum. Because Jack has the powers to shut and lock doors. Right, right. So Lisa's trying to open a door. Jack walks up to her, gives her a solid old talon to the tummy, <laughs> and then Casey shows up right on time. Jack and Casey get into a fight, and Jack once again just clocks Casey right in the face, Woo! causes Casey to fall asleep again. Sleepy bastard. And Jack goes back to finish Lisa. Uh, but Casey wakes up and he tries to crawl to her rescue. Uh, yeah, those punches to the face just really fucked up his legs. did not get that. So Jack really takes his time, like, purring Lisa in the box, though. So Casey, even though he's crawling, he makes his way to... To the Jack, and he finds a fireplace poker and, like, stabs him in the torso and says, Back in the box! Back in the box! And you're to blame. You give boxes a bad name! Bad name! So the box sucks him up, and uh, Casey screams, Beast the dead! And the lid slams shut. Mm. It's trapping all of the Jack inside, and now everyone is safe. 
And sound? Or did he? Or are they? <laughs> Obviously, the cops show up and they arrest Casey. Yep. Cut to later on, Lisa visits uh, Maurice, the demon doctor, because she wants to prove Casey's innocence. But the cops aren't buying the whole jack-in-the-box murderer thing. Yeah, Maurice explains that Casey's probably fucked. <laughs> so she should just give up. Um, and then he tells her that each life Jack takes keeps him alive for like three years. So to truly stop him... Lisa has to keep the box from being open for 15 years since Jack killed five out of the six of his chosen victims. Totally. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. No questions here. <laughs> so Lisa comes up with the unstoppable plan of burying the box under maybe an inch or so of dirt in a public park. No one could ever find uh, that. Joke's on her. Because when Casey did the ritual, he closed the lid too early and it cut off one of the Jack's talons, Ooh. leaving it outside the box. Ah, shocker! Stupid Casey. And so Jack lives and eats up Casey, completely completing the deal with Casey, who now will stay in prison, knowing that he didn't help anyone and just fucked everything up at every turn. Yeah, he, he didn't... He ate up Lisa, but he, I guess he did sort of eat up Casey, like, like metaphorically, man. What? Right? And it, you know what pisses me off? No, what? That she, that she fucking thinks to bury it. Why does everybody always try to bury things? The metal detector dude, Mr. Cleaver, found it in the beginning. and Doesn't make any sense. A, I mean, she doesn't know that. An old man just like him. It's like, if you had something that you wanted to keep away from everybody else's eyes for the rest of forever, 15 right? whole years. Where are you going to put it? I mean, 15 years is not long. Where are you going to put it? Not in a public park under an inch of dirt. Just like, get one of those like safety deposit box things. Yeah. Get a fucking storage shed and then pay on it for 15 days. Uh, have you ever seen Storage Wars, though? Yeah, those what people don't, don't pay on those what lockers. What if you don't pay on those lockers? Okay, fine. Back to my first idea. Anyway, there's Lots of great ideas. Keep it in your fucking basement if you're up north. Yeah. Or an boom. attic down south. Boom. Double See? boom. 15 years. That's so easy. So easy. Yeah. Although, would you want to keep it in your house? Uh, no. 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 Um, but. My kids might want to play with you. <laughs> and I will kill you. <laughs> Okay, so the end. Reviews. Reviews. You go first. You go first. Okay, fine. My review. Well, like we've said multiple times, this film is very slow. Very slow. The scenes aren't interesting. Nope. And I feel like I get what the director was going for, but there wasn't enough balance or intrigue to make any of it interesting yeah on a positive note though i obviously thought that the jack in the box costume design was really cool yeah um and i liked all the shots of the buildings you like the uk buildings i i really did it's like they showed you these very clear pretty like morning shots like i said earlier you could hear like the birds whistling and then they would show you where you were about to see like inside Anyway, sure um, was Mike. <laughs> anyway, I think overall, uh, I'm going to give this film a three. 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 Um, it was clear cut to <clears throat> the point. It has some visuals I liked, but overall, it was just so boring. By like the 30 minute mark, I was, yeah, I was done. It was. It was boring before that, I think. Yeah, it was. Okay, so... But that's when I, like, We chose it. to view this movie because we watched the trailer of oh, it. Yeah. It had a good little, you know, <laughs> the... I don't even know if it's the poster of the movie or just the thumbnail for Amazon Prime, but... Oh, yeah, it, it showed scary. It showed the jack-in-the-box in his big old basketball player form, and he looked <laughs> sick. I mean... Uh, yeah, he looked the trailer cool. was sick. The trailer was really good. This movie, I mean... 90, if it was 90 seconds, fucking A+, plus, really good movie. But unfortunately, during that 90 seconds, they showed us everything that was cool in the movie. Yeah. And it 
was 90 minutes rather than 90 seconds, so there's not much I can feel like I I can praise about this movie. I don't think the atmosphere was very good. I don't think... I mean, I guess if they filmed in the Abington Park, that's cool, but, you know, the, the interior design of that museum didn't look particularly interesting so that didn't even it didn't even catch my attention with any like visual anything well, they didn't want to take away from the jack i give it a, a 1.5 out of 10 a 1.5 out of 10 i gave it 1.5 because that reminds me of one and a half minutes which is 90 seconds which is the <laughs> amount of Okay. time that I think is worthwhile in this movie. So, you know, that's our opinion of the movie. Uh-huh. But we have also found two reviews from the Amazon customer reviews page of oh, the movie. So, why don't you read the first one? I will okay. because, okay, our first comes from Brenda. So, Brenda, who gives the film five out of five stars with a headline of Yes, very scary, says, I thought this would movie would probably turn out to be cheap and comical, but it was actually pretty scary and very well done. That is one scary clown. Watch out, Pennywise. This movie is well worth the watch. I will be watching it again at Halloween. Wow, Brenda liked it. She loved it. Okay, so I have a review from The Movie Guy. Uh And The Movie Guy gives it two out of five stars. And his title is, I Have Trouble Sleeping. Just like Casey. (laughs) Yeah. So, Casey... Ethan Taylor, has recently taken a job at a small English museum. He discovers a donated jack-in-the-box, the same we see kill a person in the opening scene. Not too hard to figure the rest. This is another creepy clown killer film with the clown being a demon. There is some background on Casey, which was horribly written. They could have given us a better character. Lisa... Lucy Jane Quinlan was also a badly scripted character, and other than the clown, Robert Nareen? Nareen? Those were the main players. Guide, F word, no sex or nudity. One and a half stars. Hell yeah. What? (laughs) I don't know. How did he. So he couldn't he couldn't give it a one and a half stars and the official Amazon thing. So he had to write down at the bottom that he's only giving it really one and a half stars because there's no sex or nudity. Yep. What? I don't know. Anyway, it's time for our unofficial, unaffiliated product Amazon deal of the week. Woo 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 woo! So okay, well look, Jack in the boxes not that hard to find. You could find them at any. Uh, toy store. Can you? Maybe. I I I bet that. Well, I don't know. What's that toy store? I don't know. What? Just go with me here. No. What's that? What's the name of the bit? The giraffe. R us. No. Toys R us. Toys R us. The shit closed down like five years ago. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> it's easy to find a Jack in the Box. Is it? But not a super sick. Metal magical jack in the box, and if you want to find that, you probably need a metal detector. So, we are advertising the Bounty Hunter TK4 Tracker 4 in Roman numerals metal detector with a 4.4 out of 5 star rating. Amazon Choice, it is on sale for $96.99 plus. Free returns, giving you a savings of $32.96. Whoop, whoop, 25%. Oh, you math genius. (laughs) So this is rugged metal detector. Ideal for detecting treasure in extreme ground conditions. I'm not reading this. Motion, (laughs) all metal mode, discrimination mode, and two-tone, not one, Two-tone audio mode. Larger objects up to three feet. Oh, that's why it's good for a jack-in-the-box. A creepy, scary one. Exactly. It's got a disc, a notch control, 
distinguishes it between the targets and unwanted metals. You want to search for solid gold? No. You can. Solid gold or like a bad metal like uh, Megadeth. What? Shut your dirty mouth. It's got preset ground balance neutralizes response to mineral content in the ground. And it also ships in certified frustration free packaging. So it'll, it'll open up pretty easy. All right. Yay. Buy it. So that was our episode. Oh, fuck, was it? <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, gosh. We promise we will do better next time. I feel like yes. I should say that. Uh, I think we should tell everybody that we're moving. We are. We're in the middle of moving this week. Literally, we look around our house and there's stacks of boxes everywhere. Yeah. That's why we're so out of it, guys. It, it's it's uh, It's been a tough week and we appreciate you sticking with us through this probably not funny or interesting episode <laughs> on this awful movie probably not at all but uh on the brighter side it was marley's birthday this week yes she turned a beautiful nine years old and uh later in the week it, it's my mommy's birthday Yay! happy birthday happy birthday you're awesome mom she turns 28 years old <laughs> She is awesome because she listens to all of these. She does. She's our biggest fan. fan. Number one. The one person who believes in us. Yay. The literal only person (laughs) who is this far in this episode. So So happy birthday, Trudy. And we love you very much. Is there anything uh, else you want to plug? Oh, yes. Something huge I want to plug is Share Your Scare. Huge. A Facebook group that I run every October called Share Your Scare. Uh, We post up prompts that you can participate in. They're all horror themed. It leads you into Halloween and you get entered to win prizes. We give away prizes every week. It's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. And multiple uh, prizes every week. And these aren't little trinkets or nib knobs or tallywhackers. They're real cool, <laughs> sick, awesome prizes. Last, we actually have shirts. Last year, um, our awesome friend and co creator and runner of <laughs> uh, Share Your Scare design them Uh and we actually sell them and we use all the money that we get from them to buy more prizes hell yeah (laughs) so that's why the prizes are actually a little bit bigger this year yeah yeah so check us out uh if you're listening to this then you must like horror in some form or fashion so you should love share your scare yeah the prompts are fun if you're a horror fan you'll dig it and uh so So we come to the end and we would just like to remind everyone that we do have that Gmail account that I said earlier. PrimeCutsHorror at gmail.com. And we are on Instagram. So if you have any recommendations about movies or if you want to tell us something that we got wrong in one of our episodes. Uh, No, maybe don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, do that. Um, just let, you know, write us, tell us what you're thinking. Absolutely. So thanks for joining us this week for another episode of the Prime Cuts Horror Podcast. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, been a crazy time for us, but I, I, I mean, this was fun. So thank you for listening and be sure to come back next week for Prime Cuts Horror. I'm Hank Holder alongside holly griffin alongside oh no she's gone she probably heard us like laughing like hyenas and ran away a long time ago Uh, but beautiful marley the dog girl is somewhere around here and she says bye boo bye you have now tuned in to the comic section network